menopause is a natural state of being, but being absolutely miserable in menopause is not. That's not a natural state of being. And so I was just so determined, but I feel like it's not easy. And we're very influenced by the quick fix. Mm -hmm. We're very influenced by, okay, if I work out really hard and I did that before, then that's got to help me now, which is not true because this is a different season. We do have to treat ourselves with more care, more nourishing. In this episode, we hear from Ivy Miles, a remarkable individual with a unique journey in the realm of health and wellness. Ivy is not only a health and wellness coach, but she's also an energy alignment expert and a dedicated breast cancer coach. Her story is a testament to the resilience of the human spirit. Having spent more than 20 years in health and wellness, Ivy's life took a drastic turn when she was diagnosed with aggressive breast cancer. This life-altering experience not only knocked her off her feet, but also pushed her into menopause. In the face of adversity, Ivy made a powerful decision to embark on a new path of discovery and transformation. She delved into education and inner work to achieve balance in all dimensions of herself, physical and energetic, mental and emotional, and spiritual. Her personal experience has gifted her with a profound wealth of knowledge in health, wellness, and healing. And now Ivy shares these insights with her clients, empowering them to live vibrant lives filled with energy, joy, and optimal health. Join us as we go deeper into her story and uncover the wisdom she has gained along the way. Okay, Ivy, we have so much ground to cover. I am so pumped. I am because when I went to your website and I saw the picture of you holding the book and I went, oh, I know it's one of my favorites. I haven't read it cover to cover in a long time, but I always pull it out. Yeah, it's a big, (laughs) it's a big juicy book, right? But there's so much information in there. And so it is really like one of my go-tos. I have a couple of like, I have a plethora of books, you know, like, yeah books but it's one of my go-tos oh yeah this is the subtle body by cindy dale like i don't know she should get a nobel peace prize (laughs) for her book because oh my gosh if we could just just focus on the energy centers of the body i think that we well we would get big pharma would be out of business because the body is designed to heal right right yes and that is your journey. So lovely segue into tell us your story, Ivy, how you arrived at where you are today. It's amazing. Well, it, it, it is kind of amazing because I really honestly didn't think I would still be here at this time. It was 10 years ago. It'll be 10 years in November at my anniversary when I was first diagnosed with really aggressive breast cancer, stage three at that time when I was diagnosed. And, you know, I had been in the health and wellness business for a long time, for almost two decades at that point. I focused more on 
physical exercise and nutrition and dabbled a little bit in meditation and energy centers. But again, I wasn't really focused on that. So when I was diagnosed, it it took me by surprise because I thought, okay, I have it all going on and I didn't. And so I was like, oh, I really have to take a step back. My mother, unfortunately, one year prior to my diagnosis had passed from the same type of breast cancer. It was her second second round. And so we had gone several years with her being in the hospital and back. And then, you know, finally she succumbed to that awful disease. So, you know, it had been a year of dealing with that and all that grief and things from my childhood bubbled up. I was trying to be everything for everyone, run a yoga studio and be a wife and a mom. And, you know, I was taking care of my mom before that. And, you know, then my brother came into the picture when my mom passed and all these things started to bubble up. And I actually found the lump in my list. And I, I knew something was up. I just really did. I could feel something was different in my body. I kind of felt swollen on that side. And I remember being at my chiropractor's and I told him that. I said, I don't know who to tell this to. And this is before I even found the lump. I said, I think something's wrong. And so, you know, he's like, give yourself a break. Your mom just passed nine months ago. And I'm like, I know. Well, it was a little while after that, that I recognized the lump. And at the time, I had been doing infrared screening. I had been doing mammograms because my mother's history. And so I made an appointment for the infrared, and they sent me home. You're fine. We'll see you in a year. Oh, but I don't think I'm fine. Don't think I'm fine. Wow. And so at that point, I'm like, okay, it's going to be a really long time for me to be able to get in for a mammogram, what's going on, and life gets super busy. I'd always been really spiritually connected, intuitive, and so my intuition was like my radar was on fire, And but I had noticed because life had gotten busy that I was really missing a lot of signs from above. So the weirdest thing was we went to refinance our home and I was just signing the papers and throwing them to my husband and all the other stuff is still going on in my life. And I don't know what, you know, what it is at that point. And I happened to look down. It's just like my little radar went up. Right. And, you know, you never really pay attention to those papers. You sign them, you pass them on. And I looked down and it happened to be our credit report. And at the time, the house that we were financing was on Panther Court. So P-A-N-T-H-E. And I looked down at these papers and it literally says cancer, C-A-N-C-E-R, court. Cancer court, cancer court, cancer court. And I was like, what? 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 The middle of it. So I screech because I know what's happening. And I'm like, no, you know, is anybody going to believe me there's something wrong? My husband looks at it and he's like, now he's freaking out because he's like, you you need to get someone to believe you something's going on. Yeah, it's on paper now. (laughs) It's on paper because it's like, knock, knock, Ivy. I'm paying attention to what's going on here. Um, so that was super crazy. And even years later, because I still have that paper 
The following year when we refinanced again, it was gone. And I didn't call anybody to change it, but that was like very close to where they told me I was all clear. So I'm like, what just happened? This is this is crazy. So of course I thought I'm calling my OBGYN and I'm gonna tell her what's going on. And she got me in right away. And of course, by that time we had five tumors. Five of them, three in my breast and two in my nose. Mm-hmm. And they shoved me in the chemo chair within like less than a week and a half um, because of the aggression. Okay. Um, they wanted to try to shrink the tumors. I decided to do a double mastectomy because I knew the longevity of my treatment and I didn't want to go through it again. And there was a high probability that it would be back. So I think it was two treatments into chemotherapy that I was just shoved right into menopause. So here I was, 49, feeling good. All of a sudden you have cancer, now you're in menopause. There's no preparing for it. It's just like, bam, here you go, girl. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then yeah, 19 months of chemotherapy, I had double mastectomy two reconstruction surgeries, three infections, radiation, almost three years of my life. My goodness. This was about less than a decade ago, wasn't it? Yes. The initial diagnosis was 10 years this November. 10 years this November. Mm -hmm. So the journey post-chemo, and you've got chemo-induced menopause now, so you're now navigating a new life. You have lost your breasts and you're in this menopause state unprepared. What happened? Totally unprepared. I just thought I had it all going on, you know, before. And then as I'm reflecting in the chemo chair, I'm thinking, what are the sim- similarities? My mother, my aunt, mm. friends my cousin, like, what are all the similarities? Why are we always all going through this? What is going on? What are the imbalances? And so I started to dig a little deeper into the subtle bodies, into emotional, mental, spiritual connection, energy. And I've been focusing so much on the physical structure. And I'm like, I don't have it going on. I really don't. I'm missing a big piece here. And I'm thinking if I'm going to survive this, then I have to figure out what what imbalances I have and kind of work backwards. I had a great medical team and I thought, I can't eradicate this cancer right now. They have I have to trust that they're going to do this. Now I have to work backwards and figure out where my imbalances were. And certainly then being shoved into menopause was awful. I mean. My skin between the chemo and the menopause was drier than dry. I mean, I didn't didn't even recognize it. I didn't know what products to put on my face. What oily to make it dry overnight. What everything else was chemicals. Yeah. Oh yeah, everything else was dry. (laughs) (laughs) What to tell? And all points in between. (laughs) Oh my good. 
juicy stuff. What is going on? But my hair changed. And even not just the chemical part with the chemo, but it started thinning. And my sleep, I was always a good sleeper. My sleep was awful. And really, this is what women go through. This is horrible. (laughs) This is just awful. Weight gain, although that was right after treatment, because during treatment, my body was just trying to hang on to the calories. Right. Um, So, yeah, I did a lot of research. I, I signed up for yoga therapy school and really dug deeper into meditation and the energy. And as we, as we know, we're, it's like 94% of what we are is energy. Absolutely. And, and I kept looking at like, how I, was I nourishing my energy? And and so then if I'm going to heal my body, so how do I, how do I help my healthy cells kind of reboot and get back to that really good place where I'm feeling really good and and even in my mind I thought is that possible is it possible and you discovered that in fact it totally is totally totally is and so now my 60th birthday is coming up in a few months I've navigated through losing my breast and being this whole different person. But this is a good season of life. Oh, really? I love that. Really is. Really is. Ayurveda calls this the age of wisdom. It is the age of wisdom. Thank goodness. Uh, now, why is it you think that so much of our thought process is doom and gloom? And we don't have that insightfulness to dig deep like you did, but we look at it from a very superficial level. What do you think is going on there? Well, I I think that part of our human nature is it's hard. It was not an easy journey for me. It took a lot of commitment, a lot of time, investment in myself. It just... I'm super, I'm an Aries, I'm super stubborn. And so (laughs) I am bound and determined to be able to help other women, help myself, certainly, but help other women because it didn't feel like we had to live like this. Menopause is a natural state of being, but being absolutely miserable in menopause is not. That's not a natural state of being. And so I just so determined but I feel like it's not easy and we are very influenced by the quick fix Mm -hmm. we're very influenced by okay if I work out really hard and I did that before then that's got to help me now which is not true because this is a different season we do have to treat ourselves with more care, more nourishing. And it's not that I don't work out or we shouldn't work out because we should, we should move our bodies, but you have to begin to move your body in a different way. So I feel like the quick fix is everywhere. When I feel like if it seems too daunting or overwhelming, then women are like, well, just 
not going to do it. And the other thing I feel is that sometimes there is the tendency to go, well, this is just the way it is. Right. I know it's menopause, like kind of, kind of like blaming it. And yes, there's, there's so many changes in your mind, your body, your hormones, and that is menopause. But again, there's a way to flow with that energy, that change, that shift, and to feel vital still. Yes. And energetic and, and just fabulous to move through that stage. Yeah. It's not a permission slip to just to give up and give in and say, oh, oh well, the extra pounds just comes with it. The moodiness, it just comes with it. I'm destined for sleepless nights so, or whatever might be happening in that individual. But it isn't. I I agree. It's it's a sign from the cosmos, some bigger energetic force that's all tapped in within us to say, hey, girl, all those problems you didn't deal with before, now's an opportunity to get it right and get ahead. Exactly. We still have many decades ahead of us. Yes. And so, you know, when they, they deemed me all clear, I loved my oncologist. He was just such a beautiful person because he worked with me on many things. My eating habits and things oh, that I wanted to do or try. And I would ask him many questions and he never balked about answering any of my questions. But he knew that I'm the kind of girl, like, just tell me how it is. Like, I just want to know the worst case scenario, and then I'm going to choose the best case scenario. And so towards the end of the treatments, he did say, prepare yourself, because with this type of cancer, it'll probably be back in a year, maybe two at best. And I was like, what? Which went through three years of like awfulness oh. and now it's all starting over again I said no <laughs> just no <laughs> and not that you can wish that away but I was like I have some inner healing to do I have some work to do if I'm going to still be here so being out eight years like for me I was planning everything I went and bought a convertible because I thought I have a, a year or two to enjoy my life. Like, I want to drive this convertible around. That plays a lot of mind games. And I'm like, I can't buy into that. I, I have to, I have to start to really connect to the universe. I always believed that we had innate healing powers. My mistake, personally, was not listening to that and getting caught up in doing so much for others, doing so much for my family and my studio and my clients. And and then when it came to me, I had like this much space for me and sometimes no space. Oh my goodness. For me. So you were in the business of healing others, but you forgot to take care of yourself. Put yourself mm -hmm. first. So how's that changed your outlook, your mindset now since that moment or that period years ago to how you serve yeah, I, today. I think of all these things and a promise that I gave myself when I was going through 
all those treatments that I was going to put myself first, that I, I was going to make sure that I could fill my club so that even though I was taking care of all these people, I was giving them just like percentages of me instead of really being fully there for them because I was feeling so depleted. So I promised myself that I would do 100% for me so I could give out 100%. Now, when you are running a business and a family and all those things, that's not easy to do. I mean, that's a big promise, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember when COVID hit, and I'm not going down with COVID I survived breast cancer. <laughs> yeah. To hell with COVID. Yeah. It's like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And it, but it made me think, it made me think and create a plan about where I wanted and what I wanted to do for the life I still had on this earth. Because, like, we really, nobody knows. We don't know how long we have. And so we made that plan, and I moved across the country, um, all the way across the country, because I wanted to be closer to my children, and I wanted to be out west, and where it was a little warmer, I was living in Wisconsin, where it was very, very cold. And so, yeah, we just moved across the country and did close my studio. So I'm starting over. But I catch myself doing too much sometimes. And then I back off and start to pause and come into that being mode. And that's the difference. Because I would have allowed myself to continue to pursue. And now I want to live my life in a way where I have space in my life so that I can be creative, I can connect on that deeper level and really be guided by my intuition. And then that helps my clients, right? Because then I'm guided to support on that intuitive level instead of being so bogged down by the noise of my doing life and that's what's changed that I recognize when it's like oh getting a little too like doing and not stepping back into that beautiful state of, of being and connecting and nourishing on my soul and I I feel like as women, we do that a lot. Do you yeah, hear that, listeners? Yeah, we get the soul. Nourishing the soul. Like we get caught up and then then our nourishing the soul takes that, you know, that back burner. And, you know, I have worked with some breast cancer clients. Okay. And I always ask them heart-related questions about joy. For example, I had a friend of mine. And she was vacillating about some big life decisions. But she was vacillating back and forth because she was trying to please other people. So as I listened to her, she kind of sat back and she's like, well, what do you think? And I said, what would bring you the most joy? I said, because here's how I see it. None of us know how long we have. And so... Are we, should we live for other people's expectations? We can nourish others, but 
wouldn't it be great for you to live your joy? And she sat back and looked at me and you could see that she's, that was percolating. And then not too long after that, your husband had told my husband that they decided to make these changes. And I was like, yes, beautiful. That's it. That's what you have to do. And we're not ignoring other people or being selfish. It's just that I almost feel we're being selfish to ourselves if we don't start to nourish our soul. Right? Yes. Kind of like living in the ego mind almost. Yes. Or this this need to perform, the need to please, the need for the affirmation, which we think is external to ourselves, when all along the happiness that we seek is all within and going back to your point you dug deep and went inward but you're lucky you had the foundation for being insightful and that I extends did. back right to your youth doesn't it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you've been in the health and wellness business since the time you were I think you said 17 17 yeah the reason why I was so attracted to it is because I had an awful upbringing. So my father was an alcoholic and he was very abusive to my mother. Okay. And mm -hmm. I didn't like to be at home. And so at first I, I kind of got in with the wrong crowd and I, and I still love these people, but I just wasn't going in a good direction. And so I decided early on, I think maybe as a sophomore in high school, that, okay, this I'm not going to go anywhere and live my life. And, and there's life beyond high school, and so i got mm -hmm. I got to get my act together. Mm -hmm. So I think that part of my determination and working too much started way back then because I thought, no one else is going to do this for me, and so I have to do it. So I started working, I bought a car, and then I could drive to get a better job. So all I kept thinking is I'm getting out of the house, I'm getting out of the house. And they were together until I was 18. And it was, it was awful. My mom never stuck up for herself. And so I think that's part of, it pulls at my heartstrings about women. You have the right to enjoy your life, to seek pleasure, to speak your truth. And so it, I think it was junior in high school, I started a jazzercise class. And I'm like, this is fun. <laughs> it felt so good in my body. And it kind of shakes off some of the craziness in your life and some of the stress. Yep. And so yeah. I was like, oh, like it worked like it. Because I could feel it all like internalizing and, and bubbling up and and so I was like, oh, I just really like this. And I, and I liked looking around and seeing all the women smiling and moving and being in their body. And so I kind of pursued it from there. Later on, I, I thought, but this isn't enough. I want to become a personal trainer and, and then a health coach. It's not about just showing up for a couple classes a week. That foundation of health and wellness helped me to kind of heal from some of the family things, although I know those bubbled up 
during my breast cancer, during my mother's passing, um, because there were still things that were deep and they were not completely healed. But but focusing, keeping myself focused on doing something that made me feel good helped me to, to work, to go to school, to know that there was life beyond what had happened to me as a child. And that's so true what they say about disease is dis-ease in the body. Yeah. The yeah. stuck energy, the stuck emotions, they can't release. So it builds up, builds up. I want to really talk about what you're doing in the virtual world. You have classes online. Is your studio now all offered virtually or do you have a, an actual brick and mortar? I do not. When I came here, I'm in New Mexico now. And when I yeah. came here, I decided that I just wanted to go and support other studio owners. I know how much hard work that is and just kind of be free to explore my next adventure I guess in this mm -hmm. business and and I really do want to work with women in that spiritual realm and getting in touch with more of their feminine energy creating balance between the masculine and the feminine and so I've been digging into that a little bit but my classes I do have classes are all virtual right now I have many students that are still in the Wisconsin area that are taking oh. my classes so I'm so grateful for them and, you know, I'm teaching a couple in-house, in in-person yoga classes here for the community. And um, when I first moved here, I noticed they were looking for teachers. And so I thought, you know, I could go to a studio. But most of the students that are coming to the community center, they'll probably never set foot in a studio. When I thought, it's really a good time for me to get back to oh. kind of come in and just really give them some nourishment and great education in all realms of, of yoga and all aspects instead of just looking at it as like that physical component. And so I've been teaching a couple of those classes here, which is just really wonderful. And I love con connecting to the community because when we moved here, we didn't know anybody at all what a wonderful way to not only just immerse in your new community but take that path of pain and healing and discovery and give it to so many women who are in that place whether it's cancer survivors or going through the, the menopausal transition peri to post just being in that spot of being stuck and right. not knowing where to turn to. And I am a full believer. That's why I'm in this space now that women supporting women, women healing women, that's the age of wisdom right there. Yeah. That self-wisdom, yeah. that self-awareness, but being that emotional intelligence to expand that awareness to our surroundings. It's like that giving Absolutely. of that energy. It And it expands like ripples in a... In the ocean, when you drop a rock, it just expands infinitely. And that, that is such a beautiful gift. Mm -hmm. Even though it was a hard journey from your youth right through your cancer. What an amazing gift, Ivy, that you are giving so many women. Millions of women. They don't have to reside right. in our community. They don't have to reside in our, even in our, our town, our city, our state, country. 
we have the ability to reach far and beyond. And that's what makes living in this era right now so powerful. Do you ever get that feeling like you've been tapped on the shoulder with an abundant responsibility because it was in our blueprint before we came here? Definitely. I, I feel that I had to move through this journey to be in this space at this time, to really be able to support others. And, and part of the reason, too, why we moved across the country is I thought I need to start some type of action steps where I'm still taking care of myself, but then I can start to kind of touch the lives of others on a bigger scale. And definitely we are living in a world where we can do that. I have a lot of projects going on. One I'm really excited about is I'm writing a book with three other authors and it should, yeah, it should be, it should be out by the end of the year. And so I am putting in some tidbits of value in there for women oh, about intuition yes. and, yes. you know, a little bit of my journey with cancer and, and some other people that have walked that path. So I'm excited about that. I, I'm working on my full story. Like I wrote 11 chapters already because it was Good quite the journey. And yeah, so they're big projects, but I figured this is just such a perfect time with my 10-year anniversary coming up. And so this taps into revitalizing the energy, the light that we all are, right? And really allowing us to shine bright. And, and even Mary, you were talking about women supporting other women in healing. I think that's where we are right now. I, I think that if you open yourself to that, we learn so much from each other. And, mm. and, and I've learned so much in my journey from other women. So it's not just about me searching out and studying. Yes, that happened. But part of my experience and, and the education or the experience that I share is because I'm sharing what I learned from other women and what they've gone through too. If you're open to that energy, like we are all so connected, but sometimes we kind of put up those, those walls with each other. This is our moment. This is the era where we're getting wise on that and sharing, I'm gonna share in the show notes your links if anybody wants to check out your virtual classes and you have so many amazing course offerings as well all tapping in the nutrition the energy centers exercise the mindset it's incredible you have all the the main pillars okay i always think it's very important the book that you're reading right now i think that that tells a story about the person whether they're what their interests are, but more so what the, what they've learned from that choice of literature that they happen to come across or purposely chose. What are you reading now? So right now I'm reading Radical Remission. And I wish that I had this book way back when. Um, but as I'm reading it, I'm I'm just smiling. It's about people that go through cancer, different types of cancers that have a radical remission. 
And they talk about the nine key factors that are all similar to these people. And the medical community doesn't talk about this a lot. And I'm so glad it's in a book. And again, my heart just smiles when I'm reading it because a lot of the, well, all of the nine key factors I utilize myself and have, but painstakingly figured that out along the way. (laughs) Like I have to do something. So it just fuels my passion for there's always hope. And there's really, honestly, there's always an answer. And I feel like those answers are coming from within, but we don't tap into that as much as possible. I'll share that book, The Radical Remission, in the show notes, as well as the subtle body that we refer to. And yes. And I will update the show notes as you know we get closer to the launch of your new book. So anybody listening, say months from now, can check the show notes. They may be updated and we can have a link to where your book can be found. Yes. We're still working on the title or I would even give you that. But <laughs> I think the title resides in the universe. So we'll just have to tap in on that. It will. Yeah, exactly. to say. Wow. I know. I'm I'm super the other authors are just beautiful souls. And so it just we all have unique stories. And so it is a beautiful combination of everything that we all have gone through. And then at the same time, giving our readers something to help them with their challenges in life you know because we all have different challenges so each story is unique but at the same way we have this underlying similarity of how we can help others through these things so true i'm interested to know maybe the listeners are too is how did you come across these other women have you known them for a long time or was it because of your move to new mexico Oh, no, actually, you know, similar to how you and I met, I met them online. I, I, you know, was connected in one group and I was working with another coach. And, you know, I always like to start like in these groups, start following different people. I'm always interested in, in what they have going on. And, and so through all of that little bit of networking, all of a sudden I'm like, sure, I'll write a book. With you, that would be great. And I figured it would kind of kickstart me to finish mine because I actually started my book about eight years ago. But I would write and cry. I would fall and I would write. And then I would read it to my husband and I would cry some more. And I'm like, I can't get through this. And I'd stop writing. And then I would go back and I would write a different segment and cry again. But now, and at one point, I was actually upset at myself for not finishing the book. But now I realize that I wasn't supposed to finish the book a long time ago. How was I not divine timing? Yes. That was healing for me. That all needed to come out. Because now, as I read the writings, it's so different. And this book now that will be published by the end of the year with these other authors that's really giving me some guidance to where I want to go with my full story. So it's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful segue. And I, I feel really 
really blessed and honored that I met you and I'm able to be here. And I feel the same with these authors too. I just feel like we were all meant to connect. And the more we get together and the more we talk, the more I feel that deep interconnection with them as well. It's almost like the universe is looking down and smiling the biggest smile ever. Yes, you finally have connected with your people. I visualize it like this, the big, as you say, the, the big explosion created the earth. I, I imagine it's like these massive balls or stars of energy. And in the beginning of time, they busted open and all those little energy molecule, molecules went their own separate ways. But now the universe is opening up its arms and scooping them all back in. So like is supposed to find like, and like attracts like. And we all go back to that original star or mass of energy and find each other. It's like we all need to come home to where we started. Mm -hmm. That's how I've been feeling about this whole thing. Mm -hmm. It gives me goosebumps kind of talking about this. I know, me too. I was just going to say, I just got some goosebumps because I do feel that way. I do feel like, and, and even for us moving, even though we wanted to move across the country, we were looking in a whole different area and it was divine in intervention that took us to this small town of Las Cruces, New Mexico. Oh. And I'm still not sure why I'm here, but I knew right away I meditated on it because we were having a heck of a time finding a place. And I meditated on it on a Friday and on Saturday, and I had never been here, but on Saturday I was being bombarded with these signs about Las Cruces. And I asked my husband, have you ever heard of this place? And he's like, no, I've never been there. I know where it is. And I'm like, I think this is a move there. And he's so lovely. He's like, okay. <laughs> and, and so I meditated on Friday, signs on Saturday. By Saturday night, I was looking for a realtor. By Sunday morning, I was looking at houses virtually and we bought one. <laughs> I'm not That's kidding incredible. you. So, I mean, this is how, like, and we had so much opposition before that. I mean, I was like driving it, trying to make it happen. And then I stopped and I said, this isn't supposed to happen. So I need to step back and I need mm -hmm. to meditate. I'm not listening correctly right now. I'm trying to make things happen instead of allow what is supposed to happen. And so when I did, things happened, like you said. Then the abundance comes. Like then it's like you open up the floodgates. It all starts to get put together. And it and it did. So I am here and it's it's a very energetic place. So I've done like a lot of ceremony and things with some of the land. It's very interesting here. But for some reason, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. The sacredness so, of yeah, the sacredness of the land. I just went with it. Mm -hmm. beautiful and I'm sure in the fullness of time it will start to reveal itself more and more I don't want our conversation to end I know <laughs> but we don't have to just do podcast interviews to keep that beautiful connection going Ivy share with everyone listening where can they find you everything that you have to offer yes so I do have a website it's okay. Ivy's Holistic Arts I am doing a 21-day soulful detox, which is not just about restriction, 
has nothing to do with deprivation. It's all about nourishing your soul. And yes, there is some food in there, food that's seasonal. So when I studied Ayurvedic philosophy, I work with the seasons now and mm-hmm. try to get everyone to kind of work with the universe. And I always tell my students and my clients, it's like this, if you were a fish, what would be easier? Swimming with the current or swimming against it? And they're like, oh, you know, swimming with the current. Of course, I go, see, like we want to go with the current of life. We just want to flow, make it all nice and easy for us. So I'm working on that right now, but I also have one-on-one sessions that I do and, and mentoring. And then, of course, my book is coming up. So it's all on my website. They can reach me there. Contact me. I'd love to connect. So um, true. Yeah. And you're yeah. on Instagram, ivy.miles. And I just yes on your LinkedIn bio. And a beautiful list came up of all the offerings that you have to keep it quick and easy for anybody who wants to just go oh. dive right in. At 21 Day Soulful Detox, your retreat for consciousness, the conscious oh, yes. leaders, yoga, body empowerment, woman's radiant health, health and wellness. It's all there. Wow. So awesome. It's all, it's all there. Yes. And I do, I do have a free group for women on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. It's women's radiant health and energy alignment for abundance. Abundance can be financial, but I see abundance is like in love and spaciousness and nourishing, you know, so abundance to me, I don't like to just think of that as that just money connection, but abundance in all of things. So um, I do live trainings there and just really try to support the community. So mm-hmm. well, maybe your group will be growing even more after we air this beautiful episode. I just know it. That's what the secret of abundance is all about. I think amazing. It really is. And I'm so excited about this podcast. I mean, I can't wait to share this with my group because the more we talk to women about this, the more information we get, the better off we are. So I'm like super honored to be here and to share your information too, because that's what it's all about. Incredible. Ivy's story is a testament to the power of inner strength, passion, and the belief that individuals can influence their own healing journey and inspire others along the way. Here are my takeaways. Number one, resilience and inner strength. Ivy discovered her inner resilience, which allowed her to face life's challenges, including her battle with cancer. Resilience can empower us to take control of our own healing journey, whether it is the menopause transition, illness, injury, or disease. Number two, passion for fitness. Ivy leaned deep into her passion for fitness and movement, realizing it was a fundamental part of her healing process and showcasing that Pursuing one's passions and interests can be a source of strength and motivation during difficult times. Number three, positive mindset can have a significant impact on our own healing outcomes. Ivy showed that her determination and belief in her ability to dictate the outcome played a crucial role in her recovery. And number four, sharing and inspiring others. Ivy's experience inspired her to share her journey with other women, Our story serves as a source of hope and resilience for those going through their own challenges, whether related to health, recovery, or life transitions, just like menopause. 
In this episode, we talked about two books. The first, The Subtle Body, an encyclopedia for your energetic anatomy by Cindy Dale. This book is a comprehensive guide to the concept of the body's subtle energies, which is an integral part of various holistic and alternative healing practices. The book explores the subtle body's energy systems, the chakras, auras, and meridians, providing a detailed overview of how these systems impact physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. It offers practical exercises, visualizations, and techniques for understanding and balancing these energy systems, making it a valuable resource for those interested in energy healing and spirituality and to augment their personal healing journey. And the second book, Radical Remissions, Surviving Cancer Against All Odds by Dr. Kelly A. Turner. This book explores the fascinating and inspiring stories of cancer patients who have experienced unexpected and complete recoveries defying conventional medical expectations. Dr. Turner conducted extensive research and identified common factors in these cases, including changes in diet, stress reduction, spiritual connections, and so much more. Through these remarkable stories, she highlights the potential for the mind-body connection and the importance of holistic approaches to healing. This book encourages readers to consider alternative paths to recovery and offers hope to those facing serious illnesses by showcasing the power of the human spirit and the body's capacity to heal itself. Do you need support through your menopause transition? Um, and a pause doula can help. You can find me at mlcoaching.com and help me help you by filling out a simple survey, which is linked in the show notes. Your input is greatly valued and will help in the design and creation of tools, courses, and other resources for my upcoming one-on-one and group coaching programs. Take the survey. It's linked in the show notes. Like, follow, share, subscribe. And if you are enjoying this podcast, I would love to hear from you. Consider leaving a review Spreading the word will help broaden my audience reach and further impact more women as they experience the transition. This is Mary Lee, all things menopausal.